I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to some Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ooh, Bo Sebas, here we go. We are recovering from Vegas. It took me about three days, uh, personally, to <laughs> recover from that trip. Uh, feeling better now. The football and gambling went well to moderately well, um, but I do have a little bone to pick with Vegas uh, as a single man because I saw about as many titties as Dak saw TDs that weekend. I saw about as many hot single chicks running around as Daniel Jones saw uh, open receivers running around. Long story short, just like Jerry Jones will have to buy a Super Bowl to win one, I guess I'm going to have to buy the titties to hold them when I'm out there. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. Are you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. You're a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up with those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. <laughs> we will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we'll make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way... Welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always. Right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the bear heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Labatt Blue from Labatt Brewing Company mm. oh, from yeah. Toronto, Canada. Hey, Pamela Anderson. 3.25 stars out of 5 on my beer app. And tonight I'm drinking this beer in honor of the GOAT. Because Longhorn, 
Today's the day that Wayne Gretzky, the great one, was born. First of all, best nickname fucking ever, the great one. Secondly, from an average-looking Canadian, he made one smoking hot fucking daughter. (laughs) And lastly, he's so much better than any other player to ever lace him up. That if you took away his 896 goals, which is the most ever scored, he would still lead the league all time in total points. He won eight straight MVP awards, five Stanley Cups, and he was a cartoon when I was a kid with two of my other childhood heroes, Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson. And they were uh, sports superheroes that went around fighting crime with balls and sticks. It was fucking awesome. And so are you, Mr. Gretzky. So happy birthday, great one, and Nastrave. Yeah, I don't know much about this great one, but um, I, I would love to see if he can go to Vegas and try to get laid. I mean, come on, ladies. You think you can do it? If he's so great, go to Vegas and show me how you get laid without paying for it. You show me. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, with that, we're going to give the podcast we go the good, the bad, and the hard. Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go both games. Only two left in the air tonight. And, of course, of course, we're going to get you paid. Oh, boy, with those free picks as we continue to do. But right now, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by CopperGimmick.com. Have you seen those commercials with those old-ass athletes like Brett Favre and Jerry Rice when they walk onto a football field to play two-hand touch and they're wearing like 19 fucking copper braces all over their body? I can't think of anything more pathetic than seeing two of the best players to ever step foot on an NFL field peddling this geriatric bullshit, but apparently the good people over at CopperGimmick.com are ready to up the ante with their brand new product, the Copper Jockstrap. That's right, finally a ball koozie that will keep your man berries feeling as good as the rest of your old ass body, I guess. So if your spermaries are headed towards the infirmary, just slide this specially made jockstrap on and oh my god, your sugar lumps have never felt so sweet! How does it work, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. The copper jockstrap has an exceptional fit that cradles your ball bag like the right hand of your favorite whore and makes your testes feel their besties all day long. No more saggy old man beanbag for you, my friend, with the copper jock's no nutsack left behind guarantee. If this jockstrap doesn't help your testicles rest of these, just simply return it. Fucking gross. For a full refund, apparently. So visit our friends over at coppergimmick.com today and put in our cohort glory hole for 10% off this tea bag rejuvenation celebration. That's coppergimmick.com, code word glory hole for 10% off this horse shit. One more time, coppergimmick.com, code word glory hole. Jesus Christ, Longhorn, that copper gimmick uh, sounds like a hell of a product. We're around about the age that we're going to start needing those. We want to keep going to the gym. I saw <laughs> Jerry Rice's old ass mm. on the field uh, when they were playing Dallas, and I saw Danian Tomlinson uh, with the charge. There's been a lot of old football players kind of hanging around. And, uh, you know, I just wonder how much more of these copper gimmicks they're going to continue to try to sell before everybody realizes it's a bunch of bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, if if it works for them, maybe uh, we're, we're getting old. I mean, maybe we need to order that. Use the promo code. We got to start getting that copper in our, in our bodies because uh, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> a week after Vegas, I still feel like shit. I'll take anything right now. <laughs> I will, I will take anything to fix this Vegas hangover. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad? 
Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Good and the good last week was fucking house, baby. <laughs> Woo, two and oh to the clients, five and two on the podcast. Hit the trend of the week on San Francisco, six and four on college basketball. Which, if you sign up for the promo code that my buddy gave you, you got all that for free. Uh, Longhorn and I literally crushed the town of Vegas. Uh, how they're even paying their electricity bill this month is beyond me, but you know what? It's not our fucking problem. Yeah, they're, they better be glad that Buffalo didn't win and cover, or I'd have been taking home a bag from their ass because everything else freaking hit. It was a it was a good trip. It was a good weekend for sure. Great fucking weekend. And speaking of the bad, uh, Josh Allen, I mean, just biggest underperformance of the playoffs. You know, the Bengals, they're, I mean, they're an okay defense, but you're playing at home and you lay a fucking egg. And beyond that, Longhorn, you and I have been watching football for a long fucking time. You know, that's the kind of loss that I'm really not sure that you recover from, honestly. Their cap situation only gets worse from here. You know, they've paid him. It's going to start to kick in. The current window for Buffalo could be closing kind of fast on them, to be honest. Yeah, we'll get into some of that when we break down these games. Um, it was just a, just a lethargic, pathetic effort from from the coaching staff all the way down to i mean literally everybody on the on the field it was it was it was a disturbing performance honestly it really was now we're gonna move on to the are you fucking and this week that award goes to the guys who were keeping the stats in the san francisco dallas game (laughs) one of the few bets that i didn't hit i had the over on debo at 19 and a half rushing yards he finished with 11. However, he mm. caught a swing pass that was clearly a lateral at best. It was clearly behind the line. And it went for nine yards, which would have put me over about half a yard. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on a bet because some fucking intern at NFL.com is too much of a goddamn nerd to know the difference between a forward pass and a lateral. You fucking kidding me? That's an interesting point because player props are getting so popular. Um, That's, I mean, they're going to have to be on point with that because it's not only does that go from uh, receiving yards to rushing yards. It's also like if you've got a completion comp or a prop for uh, a quarterback, that's not a completion. That's a lateral. So there's a lot of things like that that's going to need to get tightened up as as these uh, player props popularity continues to grow there's no doubt and i even asked the guy at the book at the counter like hey i know this didn't hit but check it anyway he checked it he's like man he's like, i know the exact play you're talking about we thought it was a lateral two please hang on to this ticket because if they change it any other time right, which they do retroactively right. change stats you know you can always come back and cash it so uh <laughs> they're not going to at this point but these motherfuckers man these motherfuckers yeah, they could have just, you know, said, "Hey, buddy," because look, we're we're okay. We'll pay you that ticket. Just, just you, you, just bring it up. We'll pay it. No, no big deal, sir. Well, 
if we if we didn't have like 19 winners and that one loser, they might have felt a little sorry for us. But at that time, they're like, "Yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, you lost. Sorry." Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> happening right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby set of bells left after this one it is conference championship weekend baby and we're gonna Ding start dong. up in philadelphia with those goddamn eagles two and a half point kind of shaded towards three but still two and a half at this point we call it 2.6 whatever home favorites over those san francisco 49ers yeah, a couple notes before we get into it. If you're a every week listener, uh, you know that I do more situational, and both Cephas over there is going to dig in and crunch a bunch of numbers. And um, but you know, there's two games. So honestly, situationally, I mean, these games have been talked about so much. It's you know, I dug in. I dug it a little bit different this week to find some things that maybe other people weren't talking about, but. Situationally, we all everybody knows the situation in these games. There's two games on the board. It's four, probably the four best teams left in the league. So we all kind of know what's going on here. Um, so just a little caveat there. And the second thing is three of the four quarterbacks left in the playoffs. Just just a note to put in your put in your little uh, memory bank and move forward with three of the four are on rookie rookie deals. The only one that's not is Mahomes, and we know he's a unicorn. So we've talked about this in the past. We'll probably talk about it again in, in some of the offseason podcasts. Um, that's a big deal. I mean, that's that's the new NFL. You get a quarterback on these rookie deals. That is your window to smash unless you find the unicorn. Um, so, okay, this game. Um, I am going to lean to Philly win and cover, but I don't mind the tease up with San Francisco uh, to eight and a half, much like with Kansas City, Jacksonville last week. I lean to... Kansas City on the money line, Kansas City uh, minus the two and a half, but I did like Jacksonville on the tease up. Or, I'm sorry, no, I like Jacksonville. What was that? What was the game? It was the other one. Oh, uh, Philly. I liked Philly. No, it wasn't Philly. God damn it. So who did I pair the, the tease? Who, yeah, who did I win on the tease? Because I, I know I hit it. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was Jacksonville. And, right. Uh, it was Jacksonville in the, in the uh, shit. Vegas is still fucking with us. Holy uh, shit! Um, so you're talking, about, you're talking about last week, right? Yeah, it was the last week. The the main teaser. Yeah, that it, was, we hit. it was the main teaser. It was uh, Jacksonville and. Uh, oh no! It was uh, it was KC down. It was KC down, down and Philly down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, we're still fucked up. But apologies to that. Um, I do think these are pretty much equal teams outside of the quarterback. And obviously the quarterback edge to Philly for me on this. Um, <clears throat> there's a rest edge factor going for Philly. Um, obviously, specifically with the quarterback, he was out for a little while, came back, had a little tune-up, had another uh, week off with a bye, came back and smashed the Giants. How much effort do they really put in the Giants? I mean, they kind of took off the last uh, at least quarter of that game. Uh, so they're coming in fresh, and San Francisco's coming off a war last week with Dallas. So, you know, there's a little bit of that going in, into uh, the situation there. Now, San Francisco is banged up. The running backs will probably play, almost definitely play, but they, they're dealing with some injuries. Uh, McCaffrey and um, what's what's the other guy's name? Um, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, that's who. Yeah, he's banged up too. So, you know. That that's the situational stuff that I've got is, but again, everybody knows that stuff. So a little bit deeper. Purdy is pressured on forty nine percent of his dropbacks. Forty nine percent that was, and that was versus Dallas last week. Dallas does have the number one pressure rate defense this year, uh, but guess who's number two? Philly. So I do expect Philly to get just as much pressure on Purdy and San Francisco as they did as Dallas did last week, and we saw. Uh, they struggled. San Francisco struggled to move the ball. They struggled to, you know, get people open like they normally do. So I think Philly's going to be able to do a lot of the same things that Dallas did last week. Um, another thing is that, you know, San Francisco likes to design plays off of play action to scheme people open, and um, Philly is number two in the in defense versus play action pass. You know, that's a pretty that's a pretty. Mm, you know, it's a, it's a weird stat. It's kind of digging. You might say it's digging a little too deep. But, you know, for a team that runs so much play action off of their off of their run in San Francisco, a team that, that you know, clocks in as one of the better defenses against that, that's a factor. Um, now, as far as the narrative goes with the bad Philly rush defense, which it definitely was at the beginning of the year, through the first 10 games, Philly was ranked 28th against the run defensively. And then if you remember, that's when they signed um, Sue and Linval Joseph, I think is his name, um, in, in week 11. And since week 11, they're 15th. Not great, but not as not terrible like they were. Uh, so all overall, it's going to look you know not so good and, and uh, possibly where San Francisco can attack that rush defense. But when you break it down into, into halves and quarters, you see a little bit different story there. Um I, overall, long story short, I think this is going to be a tight game. I think that the coaching staff for Philly plays looser and <clears throat> and more carefree in these tight situations. And and we've seen in the past that Shanahan, although he's a fantastic coach, he's one of the better coaches in the league, he has a tendency to be a little I don't know bitchy and, and like just scared. He's very fucking conservative. <clears throat> he's very yeah, fucking he's, old school. He, and in a tight game. That could come down like the in a tight game, the quarterback edge with the experience of Hertz over a rookie on his, I don't know, third road game in a row in the playoffs or whatever it is, versus and also Shanahan who plays tight versus a coach that's having field. First, it's his first road game. Okay, sorry. Well, it's it's these are all his his first road uh, or his first playoff games in his career. Yes. Um, but the coaching staff who plays tight in San Francisco versus a a coaching staff that's going to let it rip. I just see all the advantage going to Philly in this game. I, you know, if it gets to three, that that would give me pause. 
on that, but anything under three, I am I am all over Philadelphia in this game, and I don't really see any way to see it any way anyway else. So, uh, what do you got over there? Because that's kind of uh, that pretty much wraps up everything I've got over here on this side for that game. Yeah. Uh, so when I first looked at the game, I was one hundred percent with you on Philly. And if you like Philly, you need to get it now because, again, it is going to move to three as long as the cash keeps coming in like it is. It is shading towards that way. So if you want Philly mm-hmm. minus two and a half, you better bet it now. Yeah. Now, I loved a few things that you said, and I was trying to jot down some notes here while you were talking. Uh, so the first thing about the quarterbacks on rookie contracts other than the Mahomes, <clears throat> fantastic point, but – even more fantastic than that is how good uh, Mahomes is that Kansas City as an organization can let Tyreek Hill, who by any measurement is whatever you want to say, best receiver, top five, no doubt, walk out the fucking door because they know they can't pay him and keep everybody else intact, which is the, that's the trouble of paying the quarterback, right? you got to pay everybody else. They let him walk out the door. They don't miss a fucking beat. Still the number one offense in the NFL. Who gives a shit? We got Mahomes. We don't need this fucking guy. He can go. Nope. He can go kick another baby or whatever he does <laughs> down in Miami. Uh, and then San Francisco. You talked about, uh, you know, on fatigue or whatever, or they struggled against Dallas during the war. They were, but one of the bigger handicaps that we gave out last week, and it was the trend of the week, was Dallas was on their fourth straight road game yeah. going into that, and that was. It was undefeated. It's still undefeated. ATS. If you're walking in that situation in the playoffs, so and if you watch the game, San Francisco couldn't run the ball. They were not running the ball very well. They weren't doing anything very well until the fourth quarter came along, and then they had leaned on them for three quarters. Dallas was on their fourth road game, and then all of a sudden, McCaffrey six yards, uh, Mitchell six yards, McCaffrey six yards, Mitchell six like it just came at them in fucking waves, and then Dallas could do nothing to stop them. So I don't see them having that advantage there. And then inside of that, I'll get to this in a second, San Francisco, everybody thinks, oh, they're such a great running team. No, they're really fucking not. They're, I don't, they're weren't even top 10 DVOA rushing efficiency. They just run the ball a lot, but they're not very good at it. They're not very good at it. And Philadelphia is, and again, I'll get to that in a second. So um, everything you said, you're lean, everything, I was 100% with you. Until I dug into it, and now I'm very conflicted on it, and I'll tell you why. So San Francisco is the first team in the power ratings uh, bracket to get to the NFC Championship. First team ever. That's not good. But Philadelphia's power ranking bracket is 2-3 ATS in championship games. But they do have three of the Super Bowl champions since 2015. So very pedigreed bracket that they're coming from. Now, in Philadelphia's power ranking losses, 2017 Minnesota at Philly, um, they were three-point road favorites. But Philly was better in points per drive and turnover margin. That's 2-0. ATS since 2015, if you got that combination in this game. Green Bay, 2020, uh, minus three home favorites to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was better in DVOA and turnover margin, 1-0. In conference championship game for that. And then the Rams last year, they won but did not cover. The Rams were better in all three, but somehow they did not cover that game. So I don't know how they really didn't, but they didn't. And in their two W's, it's the exact opposite of that. It was Philly in 2017, Tampa in 2020. I just told you how it happened. Now, since 2012, home favorites of three or less are 2-2 two and two ATS and 2-2 two and two straight up uh, in the conference championship. But 
here's what I don't like your teaser. When they do win, when the home favorites do win, they win big. Plus 9.75 points per game. The two losses have been by three and six. The two wins have been by 34 points and 14 points. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I don't I don't care for your teaser this week just because of that. If Philly does win in this situation, they generally do win big. Now, San Francisco and Philly are both in the top ten on turnover margin. Now, overall, the better turnover margin in any situation in the conference championship is 10-4 and four ATS since 2015. That's San Francisco. That's one thing that got me off of Philly. When two top teams face off, two top team turnover margins, the better one, 8-1 and one ATS. And again, that is San Francisco. That's the second thing that got me off of. Since 2012, conference championships with a better rushing yard, but... Here's one for Philly. I just talked about the rushing thing. Since 2012 conference championships, the team with the better rushing yards per game average. It's a very simple stat, but it just works out. 13-7 ATS. That is Philly and Kansas City this week. And then home favorites of three or less, if you add that in, that they do have the better rushing game per average, 2-0 ATS by plus 21 ATS margin. So, again, I don't like a teaser because of those things. Now, what's going against San Francisco? You mentioned a lot of it, but here's one thing that I'm going to get into. Again, everybody talks about San Francisco being good at running the ball. They're good because they run in volume. They're not good because they're efficient. But when they play a team that is efficient in running the ball, so top 10 DVOA rushing offenses, this year they're 1-2 straight up in ATS against those teams. They've given up 34, 44, and 28 points. That's 35.33 points per game. They average giving up 16.3 points per game on the season, and that's with those three games included. And Philadelphia is like one or two, I think, in DVOA rushing efficiency. So when they play a team like this, they give a a shit ton of fucking points. And to your point, Brock Purdy, rookie, on the road in the conference championship, Playing his first road game. Now, if you factor that in, he's got to cover 35 points to get close to covering this spread. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And then this, I was going to make it the trend of the week, but it's only one game. However, it's only one game since 1989. This is the only time this has ever happened. This is only the second time. Home favorite in the playoff versus a team off two straight playoff wins at home. So, in other words, you win, win at home. Now you're going on the road, playing the conference championship. The home favorite is 1-0 ATS and straight up with a plus 11 ATS margin. That was Kansas City in 2020 versus Buffalo. So, again, I don't like the teaser. Uh, overall, for me, plenty of concerns on both sides. I can't really step in front of an 8-1 eight, eight and one on the ATS with those couple of stats that I gave out. But... I think I've got a couple of derivatives that we'll give in our free picks that are my best bets. Uh, but my best bet on a side or total in this game is this. The total game over, 46.5. When two top 10 points per drive teams in the conference championships in 2015 play each other, the total has gone over 46.5 times, 8 out of 9 times. 8 out of 9. So I will take the over 46.5 as my best bet on a side or total in this game. And I'll give them the rest of them in our free picks. 
Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I, I don't, you know, like I said, I don't mind the teaser, but I don't love it for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a rookie quarterback, so it could definitely spiral out of control. And especially with this, he's never seen a pass rush like this. Besides last week where he, you know, I mean, what they scored last week? 19 points? I mean, uh, 19 to 12? So, I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah, it was, I mean, he... It's a, he's going to be under. I mean, and this this will be on the road, so you know it's uh, he's and again he's, and again. Dallas is one of the worst DVOA rushing offenses in the league. They don't they do not run the ball efficiently at all. And like I said, when they do face a team like Philly that does, I mean, they score thirty points. They score thirty fucking points on them. So I mean, the Raiders they went to overtime against them. The Raiders scored about 35, 33 points, something like that. Raiders are like number four DBA uh, offense or the, uh, in rushing offense. Like when they face a team that can really run the ball, and the Raiders didn't even run the ball for that many yards in the game. It was just the efficiency when they did so. That takes Sam Fran out of you know what they the ball control, the things that they love to do. When you can line up and just run the ball efficiently against them, they're in a lot of trouble. I just don't see. I just don't see Hurts making any mistakes and last week Dak made all the mistakes and you and know party did too party did yeah. too if Diggs doesn't drop that interception I mean that the game might change there but where the game actually did change was when Dak threw the interception at the end of the first half so if they score that field goal there they're basically EPA minus four on the game and then they get the second half kickoff which you give them two points bonus so they're ba- <clears throat> so then San Fran's basically they're losing by three, and they're a six-point dog on EPA in the second half. They're in trouble at that point. But Dak throws the interception. San Francisco takes the ball, goes down the field. I think they got the field goal to end the half. I can't remember. Either way, all of Dallas' margin and and um, their chance to win was lost, basically, on that one play. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on. <clears throat> oh, those Kansas City Chiefs. Man, this line has bounced like a goddamn ping pong ball. It's still kind of all over the place. I'll see. I'll say a consensus: Kansas City minus one at this point. I see it minus one and a half at some books. It's off at some books still at this point. Um, one book's got a rogue two and a half out there. Not sure what they're doing, but whatever. Uh, it's minus. It's minus one twenty-five. You want to take the two and a half? So still, that's two at best. We'll say minus one consensus home favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't listen to my own advice last week, and I went against Joe Burrow, and I paid the price. You know, I, it, cost, it cost me a monster, but that's all right. Uh, I'm I'm sensey every which way here, um, and it's it's not and it's not just because of Burrow. I I just love everything they're doing, really, with that entire team. Um, Last week, since he came out wearing all white, okay, and nobody really saw that coming, but that's a team playing chess versus a team playing checkers. They're, they knew it was going to be snow on the ground, or they knew they knew there was a chance of a lot of snow because you got to make your uniform decisions. Um, you know, it's not like you make them right before game time, but they knew there was a chance, and they knew that if they throw all the white on. That can give you an advantage sir, in the snow. Sir, with the racist talk, really, this is supposed to be a yeah. down-the-line football podcast. Well, they could have gone all black, but they chose to go all white. So you make a make of that. <laughs> maybe, 
Maybe one day UNICEF will get into the business of of snowing black snow, but until then, it snows white snow, and we wear all white to camouflage. So now, also on top of that, what else did Cincy do? Well, they came out with a game plan of running the ball up the middle and a short passing game attack because they had, you know, uh, obviously offensive line issues, and they had I don't know snow on the fucking ground. And and what does Buffalo do on the other side? They come out just fucking launching the ball deep. No considerations to the to the weather. No considerations to anything. Again, that tells me that you got a coaching staff playing chess versus a coaching staff playing checkers. So I know there's been questions for a long time about this Cincinnati coaching staff, but I think there's, we're starting to see signs that okay, it's not just Joe Burrow carrying this team. They have good um, leadership above him. So moving on. Mahomes will be compromised in this game, and I actually hope he does play because I think him. Well, I mean, who are we kidding? If it was Henny, I would, I would love it even better. But the fact is that Mahomes being in there is going to suppress this line, and it's it's you know I think he's compromised. He he moves, slides, twists, and turns so much, and throws in all kinds of different positions. That's just a part of his game. And if you put anything, any kind of foreign substance into that formula that he that he plays quarterback as, it's going to be a problem. He's not going to be able to do. You know, there's, obviously there's been videos of him practicing this week and kind of running just straight forward. That doesn't mean shit. Like, quick, if you're just running straight forward, quick, that's not quick playing interjection football. To your, hmm? Quick interjection to just to, to add to your point. Mahomes was the number one, the number one DVOA quarterback outside the pocket this exactly. season. If he yeah. doesn't get out of the pocket, to your point, man, he, he's going to struggle. Yeah, and and, and 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 when he gets out of the pocket, we've seen it a million times. He throws in these weird positions. Well, when you throw in a weird position, if you ever throw a ball or anything, you know that your feet get in weird positions. Your you it's not just your arm that gets in a weird position. Your whole body is in a weird position. So when you plant with a bad uh, ankle and that that twisting is what's is what's going to hurt it. Not the not the straight line running. It's the twisting and the contorting that's going to really give him problems. Uh, he's fucked. And he's fucked when he gets out of the pocket. And like you said, he, he's he, that's where he does his magic and his damage. So that points to Cincy for me. Uh, also, Cincy is one of the better teams against the tight end. Um, so I think they will shade to Kelsey uh, and make Mahomes make his secondary reads. And if he's making if he's making secondary reads, flush either being flushed out of the pocket or he can't be flushed out of the pocket. It, he, to me, he's just fucked, and since he and uh, Kansas City is fucked in general. Now, on the other side of the ball, although I do like Cincy in this game, I do think they're going to have some problems on offense and 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 putting up big points. Burrow uh, versus man to man is is where he is where he is not good um, against a zone like Buffalo runs. He he torches them, and this this is this season you know metrics. Um, we saw it against Baltimore, a heavy man-to-man defense that runs a lot of blitz schemes. He struggles. Um, but against zone defenses, he um, he torches them. He lights them up. Kansas City runs, a, runs the, the man-to-man. They're, they're going to run man-to-man. They're going to disguise some blitz schemes. So I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be like it was last week where he's just going to come out there, pitch and catch, and, and, and do, his, uh, do his thing. Previously, in the, in the previous weeks, we saw since he kind of struggled moving the ball. Their offense wasn't that great. The three offensive linemen missing might show their ugly head more this week than it did last week. 
Um, so long story short, I just I, I see both offenses compromise for different reasons in this game. Um, I do think it's another close game, just like the and just like the first game. I I just trust the quarterback and the coaching staff of Philly and Cincy more than I do the other side. Um, so I like Cincy. I love the under, and that's the way I'm gonna lean in this game. What do you got? All right, well, first thing I wrote down in this game for myself was Cincy or pass, so I'm definitely leaning with you there. Right. Now, first thing, Joe Burrow ain't scared. He's already been here and done that. Fucking, he's got the goddamn T-shirt for real. <laughs> uh, and they are the better. A couple different things I dug into this week was the Pythagorean Theorem uh, percentage difference, which that showed... Uh, a pretty good margin on in, in past games, and I tracked it through to this game. And then, of course, turnover margin is always a big one. So if you're better in your Pythagorean uh, theorem difference and turnover margin 5-1 and one ATS and conference championship games, that's Cincy here. If you're better in turnover margin and defensive DSR uh, rating, 6-0 ATS and straight up conference, conference championship games, that's Cincy here. Now, where I will disagree with you, and I'll get more into it in the uh, derivative picks in the free pick section, is since he's struggling to score against this defense, they don't and they haven't. And they're not going to this game either. Now, since he's power wrecking bracket, one and two ATS in the conference championship. There are two losses. 2016 Pittsburgh lost as a five and a half point road dog, New England. New England was better than all three of our major stats we've been tracking through the playoffs. In 2021, Kansas City, seven-point home favorite versus, oh, that's right, the fucking Bengals, who were better at the Pythagorean uh, percentage difference and the defensive DSR, which, again, 7-1 in conference championships, ATS on that. Now, their one win in their power record back was Denver 2015. They were plus three home dogs versus New England. Denver was better in the Pythagorean percentage difference and defensive DSR. So, since he's better in both, 7-1 ATS and conference championships. Since he has been consistently better than Kansas City at defensive DSR in the last two years. And they've been better than them at turnover margin also. Now, in the last two years, once you get past September, because Andy Reid's awesome in September, to me, when it comes to the posting, you kind of have to discount that because he always has new plays, got new ideas. You know how badass he is in September. So if you just get past September, so discount those games in both years. They lost three times in 2021. All the teams were better. Uh, or there were top 10 DSR, including Cincinnati, in, in the regular season. And not win, well, not one win over a top 10 DSR team. This year, they lost to the Bills and the Bengals. Again, both top 10 DSR teams. Now, they did beat Tampa Bay and San Francisco, but only Tampa Bay was top 10 at the time that they played in DSR. And we all know now how shitty Tampa Bay is as a team. They're all, they just didn't have the offense to compete with Kansas City. And if you can't score the ball, I don't give a fuck how good your defense is. You're not going to beat this fucking team because Mahomes is fucking awesome. Now, Kansas City's power ranking bracket, 3-3 three and three ATS in the conference championship. Kansas City is the first team, however, to not cover in the divisional round and actually make it to the conference championship in their power ranking bracket. So again, showing their weakness already. Now the three L's, all the same. Some combination of 
Facing a team with a better DSR, a turnover margin, or a better Pythagorean Theorem and DSR. Three wins, you guessed it. Same magical combos, including Longhorn's favorite team of all time, the 2017 Jaguars, who almost beat Brady, and they did cover. And it's probably the worst thing to ever happen to Longhorn because he keeps chasing the magical unicorn of, you know, good teams with shitty quarterbacks. But it's been great for us because it's been a lot of entertainment. Uh, Not really. When he, you know, makes those kind of calls. So it's all we've kind of been, it's all We've ventured off for us. into the um, fiction section of the podcast. Let's no, get back, it's, it's let's all, get back to the... It's uh, all pretty true. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> but, yes, official best bet on side or total in this game. I am with you 100%. Give me sense in any situation. Plus one, minus one, plus two and a half, minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati fucking money line. I love the fucking Bengals, baby. Yeah, and if you can tease and leave an open spot, then, I mean, I don't even mind catching Cincy up to seven and leave an open spot for the Super Bowl next week, you know, because it's going to be... That's a great fucking call, boys and girls. If you got a book that allows you to do that, I fucking 1,000% support that. That's an awesome fucking pick. Not not everybody has that. I mean, I know that's, that's a limited type thing, but if you do... If you do, then you do. All right, boys and girls, that was all. Then wins coming to the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time for you all to be ready for some of those free. I said free picks of the week. Long. Lay it on them, baby. Yeah, I am going with my official pick is going to be Philly minus two and a half or whatever the best number you can get it at. Definitely get it before three. Um, I just, of all the game of the both of either game, this is the one that I could see getting out of hand. Um, I expect both of them to be pretty close, but if one's going to get crazy, it's, it's, you know, it's the team with the rookie quarterback. So give me Philly minus two and a half as the official free pick. Yep. I like that. All right. I've got a few of them for you here four to be exact. So Philly team total over 23 and a half. And when two top 10 points per dive teams play each other in the conference championship, the home team has went over that total at an eight and one clip. We already told you that San Francisco gives up 35 points a game against a top 10 rushing DVOA offense. So fly, Eagles fly over 23 and a half. Second bet in that game, Philly San Fran, first half over 22 and a half. When two top 10 points per drive teams play each other in the conference championship, eight and one to the over on that number. Third bet, Cincy plus half a point. In quarter one, when two top ten points for drives play each other and the dog has the better DSR and turnover margin in the conference championship game since 2015, the dog is 2-1. and one. Plus, situationally, you have to think that Kansas City is going to try to manage Mahomes as long as they can, which should lead to a little bit more conservative play calling. Cincy, anticipating this, might do the same, which means, you know, they should only push KC, push if KC, you know, pushes early. Or... They might do the exact opposite and want to force Casey's hand. Either way, that should be a win for us on Cincy plus the half a point in the first quarter. And then lastly, Cincinnati, team total over 23. Two top 10 points per drive teams versus each other, and one has the better DSR and turnover margin in the conference championship. Those teams are 3-0 versus that number. And Burrow himself versus the Chiefs, as I was talking about earlier, 
He doesn't struggle to score. 3-0 and versus that number. In the three games he's played them, he scores the ball on them with no problem. So go fucking Bengals. All right. All right, Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. I uh, forgot to mention it in the open, but again, you know, if you want to get that promo, you have to email in at info at thefootballgloryhole.com. Uh, just say, hey, give us the... Give us the rest of the give us the rest of those picks uh, twenty five dollars and you get it all the way through the Super Bowl, including any kind of uh, you know special props, additional free picks that both Steve wants to throw in there, basketball, college basketball, whatever, whatever. I don't know what shows up in these emails. I just I just I just tell you to go to go get them. So uh, <laughs> be sure and use that. Um, check out the podcast, the social medias, all that good stuff. We give out free picks on all of them, uh, but more importantly, sign up. For those premium picks so that we may become partners for life and both see as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your heart on money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. See what's time to take a selfie,